I think that the summer offers us a beautiful opportunity to take extra good care of ourselves. Most of us are a bit hit and miss, or maybe you're even entirely miss on this one the rest of the time. But I think that the light, the sunshine, and hopefully a bit of holiday time are the perfect opportunity to take some time out and relax both body and brain. Now, last week we talked about your summer of fitness and how that was going to look. So this week it's all about your summer of self-care and how you can make sure that you look after you and think about how you can keep some of that going when busy hits again. Welcome to the Busy Woman's Guide to Fitness and Wellness podcast, bringing you a weekly dose of fitness and wellness inspiration as we explore together how to get motivated and create a realistic and achievable way to stay active within a busy life while stepping away from guilt and the diet roller coaster for good. Together, we'll unpack some of the myths and unhelpful messages from the traditional fitness and diet industry so that you can find a better, kinder, more helpful way to fit exercise and wellness strategies into your life, improve your confidence and feel amazing. I'm your host, women's fitness and wellbeing coach, Alex Hubble, founder of ChickFit, mum of two, and a firm believer that exercise and eating well can go hand in hand with chocolate, wine, and lots of rest to create a happy life. You can find out more about me at chickfit.co.uk or head to my social media channels at alexchickfit. Hello there and welcome to week two of the summer sessions. We covered fitness last week, so now it's self-care's turn because this is so, so important. I mean, hands up if this stuff doesn't exactly come high up on your to-do list. Maybe it doesn't even make the list at all because you just feel that you're way too busy to even consider including this in your life. And yeah, I think we can all acknowledge that this is going to serve us so well. It's a funny thing really, isn't it? And it's just like fitness in this respect. And it's the fact that the more that I personally focus on getting my workouts in and creating a bit of time for self-care, the more calm and productive I am the rest of the time. So it actually serves me in the rest of my life. And I know that when I don't prioritise it enough, the wheels do feel like they're coming off a little bit. So the things which are actually going to make us more productive, more successful in the rest of our lives and create that really strong foundation for everything else, for some reason, often get relegated to the bottom of the list while we rush around doing everything else. It just feels unnecessary, doesn't it, when we're, we're so busy. And yet, actually, it's going to make us more productive and more calm the rest of the time. Now, that said, I know from personal experience that changing this is definitely not easy. I still have my ups and downs with it. You know, like I say, some weeks I'm just so busy that I don't prioritise it and then I really feel it. And even when I do, there is sometimes that little voice still screaming at me saying that I do not have time to faff around with looking after myself. I've got stuff to do, but I'm getting better at it. I'm getting better at noticing when that happens. And you know what happens, in fact, when I don't look after myself properly and it ain't pretty. So self-care has become a non-negotiable for me. And I want to make sure that it becomes a non-negotiable for you over the summer as well. Now, I'm going to caveat that a little bit. And I'm going to say that my kids are old enough now at 13 and 10 to be relatively independent. They just don't need me as much as they used to. And actually, often I'm the one that's asking and begging even (laughs) to spend some time with them rather than the other way around. So I know that this story was very different when my kids were little. So if you're in that place, then I feel you. I've been there. I've experienced it. And I know, I know, I know, I know that self-care at that point is just so, so hard. That said, it is just a matter of finding the kind of self-care that works for you. And as you can discover today, self-care isn't always about something that needs time. We don't always need time 
to do self-care because it can also be practiced in other ways. It can be practiced in the way we speak to ourselves, the way we treat ourselves each day. So please don't assume that if you're just genuinely too busy, if you've got so much going on that your feet barely touch the ground, that this isn't for you, there is still something in here for you. There is something in here for everybody in this episode. Anyway, the reason I wanted to include this in these sessions is that in August, we're often off work a little bit more. We have a bit more time. We're maybe going away on holiday. And I think there's just this feeling of a bit more spaciousness over August. Even if we're working for some of that time, work is often a bit quieter because lots of people are away. So the office is a bit quieter. There's less emails, there's less phone calls to deal with. So you might or hopefully you are feeling a bit more spacious at this time of year anyway. And so it just gives you that bit of brain space to think about how you can actually look after yourself a little bit better. And of course, how that's going to carry over into the autumn and beyond. So the upshot is we do tend to have more space, but that doesn't mean we necessarily do use that space to look after ourselves. Because if we haven't done much for ourselves the rest of the year, it doesn't always come naturally to take that bit of time out. You know, we do tend to still somehow find ways to keep rushing around. So we'll pack our days with, you know, taking the kids out for trips for the day or jobs that we want to catch up on in the house. And we can end up feeling like we've not really sat still at all. Now, there's a really good reason for this, which I have talked about before. And it's because we do get a bit addicted to the buzz of the stress hormones that are whizzing around our bodies. So if you are often in that place of busy, of lots of stuff to do, of feeling like there's just not enough hours in the day, then you're probably going to have a lot of that cortisol, maybe a bit of adrenaline rushing around. And that stuff gives you energy. You know, that stuff gets released to give you the energy to either fight or to run away. So it makes sense that when we activate those stress hormones on a daily basis or nearly daily basis, then we get really used to that buzz to give us the energy to keep going. Now you're going to know that that's you if you've ever said the phrase, I just prefer it when I'm busy. I hear people say this all the time. I used to say it a lot myself. I don't say it anymore. But I know, I know an awful lot of people who are just like, yeah, you know, I'm just happier when I'm busy. I just prefer it when I'm busy. Or if you're somebody who tends to have an afternoon energy slump, again, I used to have those a lot. Um, or if you finish your day feeling tired, but wired, i.e. you head to bed because you're knackered, but your brain just can't seem to switch off. So all of those things are signs that you're maybe a bit too dependent on your stress hormones to give you that energy to get through the day. And of course, it is hard to give something up that we're addicted to, isn't it? So taking a bit of time out over the summer is easier said than done because, you know, it's not always as simple as it appears because our brain is going to keep urging us to stay on the move. It's got used to those stress hormones. It's got used to that, giving it a bit of buzz, a bit of energy. And so it's going to keep asking for it. And it's going to keep telling you, just keep moving, keep doing stuff, keep achieving things, keep ticking things off your list. So that means that the very first thing we need to do, if we do want a bit of summer of self-care, if we do want to get to the end of the summer and feel like we have actually rested and looked after ourselves, is to be aware of this. It's to be aware that if you have spent the last seven months of the year rushing around, if you have spent the last seven months of the year with that afternoon slump, staying busy, packing out your weekends, literally jumping from one job to the next, to the next, to the next, then that is going to affect your ability to relax and be still in the summer. Seems like it should be a really easy thing, but it is not because you are fighting against the urge to keep going. So you just need to know that you're likely going to want to keep moving. You're likely going to say to yourself, oh, but I'm just happy when I'm busy. I just prefer it when I'm busy. Why can't I just keep doing stuff? But you've got to fight that urge because we've got to just bring your nervous system down a little bit and give it 
the opportunity to find a little bit of calm. So you're going to have to fight that urge a little bit. And that's the very first thing that I want to say. And then these are kind of my top tips. And I suppose this is a little step-by-step plan, I guess. So I think number one, sort of going off what I've just said is be careful about what you put into your diary. If you are used to being busy, then looking at expanses of time in your diary is going to feel uncomfortable. You're going to want to put stuff in there. You're going to want to say, right, kids, today we're going to do this and tomorrow we're going to do this. And then next day we're going to meet some friends and the next day we're going to do this. And before you know it, that whole summer is packed out. And when somebody asks you, hey, how's the summer going? You're like, oh yeah, great, but just really busy. We don't want that. You might think you want it, but what you, what you need, what we all need is a little bit of downtime. And you can't have downtime if you are rushing out of the house every day. So be mindful about what you put into the diary. doesn't mean you can't put things in the diary a few times a week still, but you've got to include some space in there. So choose wisely. Don't do things for the sake of doing things. Don't do things because you think, oh, well, I just need to keep the kids entertained. Do things because you really want to do them. Do things because the kids really want to do them. And don't just put things in there for the sake of it. Don't put things in there to make you feel better that you have got a full diary. Okay. So be really careful about what you put into the diary. I think secondly, and this is, you know, this is what I was talking about earlier, is that self-care isn't just about doing things for yourself. Self-care is also about how you talk to yourself and how you see yourself. So start to get familiar with how you talk to yourself. When you've got a bit more space and time, you can look at that. You can stand back from that a little bit, I suppose. So we want to like get to know how you treat yourself what level of regard you hold yourself in. Because what a lot of us do is, you know, we say, oh, I'd really like to look after myself a bit better. But then when we delve down into it, we're like, I don't really deserve time or I shouldn't have time or I'm too busy to do this thing. Or And so if we hold ourselves in that regard of I'm not worthy of that time, then we're not going to spend the time doing it. So how do you tend to talk to yourself, treat yourself? What level of regard do you hold yourself in? And start to think about how you could change that. You know, awareness always comes before a change. So if you do tend to say not very nice things about yourself or you're not very supportive to yourself, then you have to be aware of that before you know how you can change it. So maybe you could just spend a few minutes journaling about that every couple of days or just start catching yourself when you're saying those things. Start, you know, really thinking about, oh gosh, yeah, I didn't realize that I was thinking that about myself or I was thinking that I wasn't deserving of doing this thing. So just start to catch yourself, start to catch the language that you're using about yourself, and then start to think about how you can change that language, what you can do instead. And it's also worth, as part of that, thinking about your relationship with busy. So we stay busy for a reason. And it's not always because we've got lots to do. It is partly, but a lot of it is that it gives us something. Like I say, maybe it gives us the buzz of the stress hormones. Maybe it contributes to you fitting in with others because if everybody else around you is all saying, oh my God, I'm so busy, then you feel like you have to be busy as well because otherwise, what does that say about you? That you're not needed as much, that you're not as important. So sometimes it's about fitting in. Sometimes that is your identity. And so you have to think about that. So that's kind of the mindset piece, I think. And that is something that all of us can do. It doesn't matter how busy you are. We can all do that. We can all start to become aware we can all start to become aware of our relationship with busy, our relationship with ourselves. And I think that that is a really important part of self-care that sometimes gets missed out because we think it's all about having a nice bath or going for a massage. And that can be an amazing part of it, which I'll come on to in a minute. But this is really the fundamental stuff because you're not going to do that other stuff if you don't feel that you deserve it. 
or if your identity is busy person, your identity is the person who everybody says, I don't know how she does it all. Just don't know how she does it. And you want to stay being that person, right? So that's the awareness and the mindset piece. And then of course, the next step is to actually start doing things for yourself. So once you've got aware, you can start to work out how you can do stuff for yourself. So if you have done what I said at the start and you've scheduled your summer wisely, then there should now be a few slots for you in there as well. So keep it small to start with. Doesn't need to be huge. It could be going for a walk on your own. You could maybe do what I did last year and invest in a hammock for the garden that you spend some time. And I bought one off Amazon. I think it was about 70 or 80 quid. Now, don't get me wrong, my kids nick it half the time. So I don't actually get in there that often. But every now and again, I do. I lie in there in the sunshine and I read a book and it's really lovely. Speaking of, you could buy yourself a couple of books and commit to reading them over the holidays. You know, I know an awful lot of people who are like, oh, I used to read all the time and I never do anymore. Well, now is your chance. Start a morning meditation routine, commit to 10 minutes of yoga a day. Maybe it's helpful to just make a list. So make a little list of some of the things that you would like to do. And then just have that to hand and then, you know, make sure you make that time and then you can choose something to do for yourself. So keep it small to start with. It doesn't need to be huge. It's just the little things. And these are often the things that we can keep going with afterwards, which I'll talk about in a minute. And of course, when you start to do that, you're going to already be feeling differently about yourself. So you're going to be treating yourself differently. You're going to be treating yourself in maybe a slightly higher level of regard. You're going to be saying to yourself, I deserve this. I deserve a bit of time out. So then you can start to move on to the bigger things, a massage, a yoga class, you know, that paddleboarding course you wanted to do for ages. So start small and then you can start to expand into that and go a little bit bigger. But I think actually it's the little things. It's the little things that we do often that make the biggest difference. So start with that and then go on from there. So number one, be careful about what you put into the diary. Number two, get familiar with how you talk about yourself and your relationship with busy. And then number three, actually start to do some small things and keep it small. Five minutes a day can make a difference. It really can. And then of course, you can move on to some of those bigger things when you're ready. But I think as well, it's worth thinking about all of this in relationship to the autumn and beyond, because it's all very well and lovely to do some lovely self-care for yourself over the summer. But we want to keep that going. We want this to be the start of something. We want this to be you drawing a line in the sand and saying, no, actually, I need some time for me and this is how I'm going to do it. So just like we talked about last week with the fitness and how you can use the summer to reflect on that, you can also use the summer to reflect on your self-care. So maybe do those two things together. Have some time to sit there and think, right, how do I want that to look? How do I want my whole self-care package to look in the autumn and beyond? My nice things I do for myself, the exercise I do for myself, how I feed myself, all those kind of things. So what's been missing? What would you like to add? How can you start on that now so that in a few weeks you're going to have picked up that habit? So if you spend the summer doing really big things for yourself, you're probably not going to carry those on in the autumn. But if you can start doing a few little things for yourself, then those are the kind of things that you can then carry on and continue once you get back into being a bit busier because you've already started to build up the habit. So use this as a bit of reflection time as well. So use that space to reflect. And also, how can you make sure that those self-care habits can become sort of non-negotiable, I suppose? So as an example, I have a massage therapist who comes to me once a month and she's on subscription. So it just goes out of my bank account every month. And every time I see her, I book my next massage in. So there's no forgetting. There's no deciding, oh gosh, I can't afford it this month. I won't bother. There's no, oh, actually I'm too busy this month. I won't bother. 
it's always in the diary. I've always got my next massage in the diary and the money just goes out automatically. And that is something that I started doing for myself, gosh, well over a year ago. Partly, yes, because of the job that I do, I want to look after my body. (laughs) I don't want to get injured. But also because I just really appreciate that time each month. It's really important to me now. So is there anything like that that you can do that kind of makes it a bit of a non-negotiable and make sure that you do keep going? So where are you going to start then? I'm going to suggest the diary and the awareness piece first, because it's really important to work out why you've maybe not included the self-care very much until now, so you can work out how you're going to do that in the future. Because once you know that, you can do something about it. And hopefully, even those of you who are genuinely really busy, so if you've got really young kids, for example, you can see in here that self-care isn't just for others, that there's a few bits that you can do for yourself as well, even when you don't have any time. You know, even if you just start with the first couple of steps from now, that's a really good start. That awareness piece is really important. You can build on that when you're ready. And even five minutes a day can make a difference. You know, five minutes where you just take a breather, you do some breathing exercises can make a huge difference to you. So let me know. Let me know what you're going to do. Let me know about your summer of self-care. I would love to hear all about that. Right. I'm off to do my own bit of self-care now and go for a walk. So go forward, look after yourselves, enjoy a more spacious summer. And I'm going to be back next week with a lovely summer meditation. So this is going to build on what you did this week. This is a nice meditation, especially for you. And this is something that you are going to be able to return to time and time again, whenever you need a bit of time out. So I will look forward to seeing you then. But in the meantime, have the most amazing day. Thank you so much for joining me today for the Busy Woman's Guide to Fitness and Wellness. Don't forget to come over and join me on my social media channels at AlexChickFit for plenty more inspiration.